verses 1 through 14. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, and would you say this with me good and loud tonight, begin, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Let's stand together as we sing joy to the world. Well, welcome again and Merry Christmas. Let's look to the Lord and ask God's blessing upon our service here tonight. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening and we're just so thankful for your goodness to us. We're thankful, Lord, for your mercy and for your grace. Tonight, Lord, we come to celebrate the birth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We're so thankful that, Lord, you showed us your love 2,000 years ago when Jesus came into this world to die for the sins of all mankind. We're thankful for the life that he lived. We're thankful for the new life that he gives to each and every person that puts their faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. Bless our service here tonight, Lord, in a great way. Meet with us. Help us to sense your presence in our lives. If there's someone here tonight or someone watching on the live stream that has never put their personal faith in Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, and his resurrection, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you move upon their hearts, that you draw them to you, that the reality of their need would be, would, would be just that. It would be a reality. And this would be the night that they would be born again into the family of God. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray all of these things. Amen. Well, when the angel appeared, the angels appeared to the shepherds, they were quite surprised. Wouldn't you be surprised? It says in the Bible they were sore afraid. I think I would be as well. So it was a surprise for the shepherds, but the coming of Jesus was not a surprise at all because hundreds of years before, the prophets Micah and the prophet Isaiah had prophesied the coming of the Lord. A lot of the songs that we sing at Christmas time, in fact, the next two songs we're gonna sing, they remind us of those prophecies 
And Jesus fulfilled words that were written many, many generations before. For instance, listen to Micah chapter number 5 and verse number 2. But thou, Bethlehem Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. And then in Isaiah chapter 7, Isaiah 7, 14, another prophecy says this, For the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And that word Emmanuel means God with us. With those prophecies in mind, the angel appeared to Joseph. Listen to Matthew chapter 1. This is 500 years later. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. That's the prophecy that we just read, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Stand and join us. So if you would just share a few minutes with me, I want to show you one last passage of scripture and mention a few things. And this is a shorter passage, but I'd like to speak to you for a few minutes about the gift of Christ. Who doesn't like a, pres a Christmas present? Any, any, any uh, bah humbugs out there? Any uh, Grinches? This, yeah, we got one right there, all right? Everyone does. And um, of course, we think about Christmas, and it's become almost uh, just almost a saying that goes around, you know, the greatest gift is Christ. But just stop and think about it for a moment. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior, you've received the gift of heaven. You've received the gift of eternity. You've received the gift of God himself. Because that child in the manger all around the world today, uh, and it's already happened in some places, Christmas morning has already sprung on the other parts of the world, but all over the world, people will stop and they'll recognize the birth of that child. But that child existed far before the manger in Bethlehem. It's the eternal son of God. And so the first miracle is this, as we think about it. Look at John 1, 10 through 12. Let's just consider these verses. Speaking of Jesus and thinking about that manger when all glory broke into creation, it says he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power 
to become the sons of God. Could you read the last part of this verse with me? Ready? It says, to become the sons of God. Ready? Even to them that believe on his name. There's three simple things I want to show you from this passage tonight. First of all, I want you to notice in the first verse that we read is that some people are far from Jesus. Some are far from Jesus. And you notice that in verse number 10. It says, he was in the world and the world was made by him. But surprise of all surprises and shock of all shocks, even though the world is made by him, he's in the world. It says the world what? Knew him not. They didn't realize who it was that was right there. And there's three types of people I want to share with you tonight. First of all is the group of people that are far from Jesus. That Jesus is here, God has come, and there are still today are people who are very far from him. The world knew him not. Now, interestingly enough, uh, speaking of Jesus and thinking about the, the, the world not knowing him, can you, can you think about all of the, in one of the passages we read, it said that it came to pass in the days of, does anybody remember, it wasn't the days of, it wasn't the days of Joseph and Mary, it was, it came to pass in the days of, who knows, it was Caesar Augustus. He was at the pinnacle of power and authority. Miles and, and miles and miles and days and days journey away in Rome was Caesar sitting on the throne. The world was just going on its way. The world was just doing what the world does and the king and King Caesar was ruling and people were doing their thing and they had no idea that the God of creation had broken into the world, that he'd come. But you know, today, some 2,000 plus years later, it's sad to say that there are still some who are very far from Jesus. But instead of them being far from Jesus, sure, there are some in the darkest places of the world. Maybe they are far from Jesus because they've not heard his name. But in the land where we live, in the, day in, in the place, in the culture where we live, there are many people who are still far from Jesus, but it's by choice. It's by choice. When we are in the place where we're far from Jesus, it's not that we haven't heard his name. Of course, we've heard about him. It's that we just don't care. That I've heard the name of Jesus, but how many are going through today and they'll celebrate Santa Claus and everything, they'll know about Jesus, but they've never cared to stop and consider him. Well, that would be a group very much like verse number 10, he came, it says that the world was made by him, but the world knew him not. Some are, some are far from Jesus by choice and then by action. Well, my plans just don't involve Jesus. Why should they? Well, consider what this verse teaches us. Look at what it says. It says that he was in the world, but it also says that the world was what? The world was made by him. Jesus, the baby in the manger, he is the creator. He is the one who designed each and every person before you were born. He knew everything about you, every detail of your life. He is your creator. He created you to know him. He created me to know him. There is no greater purpose in life. There is no ultimate sense of meaning outside of knowing your creator. The world was made by him, but the world knew him not. You have a creator. I have a creator. 
and our Creator has come to save us, we can know Him. So don't leave tonight. Don't leave tonight not knowing Jesus by choice. Consider who He is and why He came. So some, first of all, are far from Jesus. He came to the world, but the world just didn't know Him. But then secondly, and this group stood out to me the most, secondly, there are some who are so close, but still so far from Him. Did you see that in verse number 11? In verse number 11, you can help me here, it says, He came unto His His own, but His own received him not. What is this talking about? Jesus came, and as he's born in that manger, he came to his own. Well, his people. The people that Jesus came to were his people. He was born a Hebrew. It was, they were of the same ethnicity. The people he grew up with, the Pharisees that he would eventually encounter, they were all the same group of people. Think about this. They were of the same ethnicity. They had the same culture. That means they ate all the same food at the holidays. How many of you got some cultural traditions like that? You know, you you have the same thing year over year. That's the the world that Jesus came into was a world of rich culture. And they all shared that culture. They spoke the same language. They had the same culture. They had the very same community. They, They worked with each other. They bought and sold from each other. They lived among one another. And get this, they even had the same religion. But they still didn't receive Jesus. They still missed him. Can you imagine being so close, but missing completely? But there were people who saw him grow up, that witnessed his perfection. They heard him teach. They saw the miracles. But they still did not receive him. He came to his own and his own received him not. You know, sadly, even today, sometimes it's religious people who get the closest to Jesus but miss him the most. You say, well, Ethan, how can that be? I mean, here we are. We're doing a religious thing tonight, aren't we? I mean, and for some, this is a this is the time of year where they, they intentionally say, you know what? You know what? And, I need a little more religion in my life. Anybody ever been there before? And you think, well, this is a good opportunity for that, right? So what are you talking about? Our point is this. The people who did not receive Jesus in this verse, they were very religious people. I would say more religious than any of us in this room. I mean, they did all of the things that their church in their day told them to do. They obeyed all the rules. They followed all the customs. They did all of the things they were, they were supposed to do but they didn't know Jesus. They didn't receive Jesus. And friends, whether you come to church all the time or it's a semi-annual kind of tradition for you, either way, it doesn't matter. The point is this. The question isn't, are you a religious person? But the question is, will you receive Jesus? Because there's no amount of religion. Think about it. He came to his own, a very religious people, but sadly, they didn't receive him. So some are far from Jesus, some are so close, but they're still far away. And then thirdly, is about probably what you expected, there's the group who come close and receive Jesus. They receive him. 
In contrast to the world who didn't know him, in contrast to his own who didn't receive him, comes verse number 12. But as many as received him. Notice it didn't have to be his own, so to speak. He came to his own, his own didn't receive him as a group, but there were many, many who did, but as a group, they didn't. So Jesus, the message of Jesus would go to all. It would go throughout the whole world to any person from any culture, with any ethnic background, with any customs, with any traditions. The message of Jesus is for anyone who will, what's it say? Will receive him. Jesus came for anyone who would receive him. Some have received him. Notice what it says here. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. What's that talking about? It's talking about a relationship. It's talking about entering into a relationship, being a child of God. You see, the ultimate question tonight, and I've talked to people about Jesus at different times, and they've said to me, well, I belong to such and such a church. Have you ever heard that before, right? I belong to this church, or I belong to this group, or I believe this. The question isn't, what church do you belong to? The question is, do you belong to the family of God? Are you a son or daughter of God? And you won't find a single scripture that says that any church or any religious system opens the door to the family of God. You see, it's not a system, it's a person, it's Jesus. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. So you say, okay, I think I'm starting to understand this. So I can be close, I can know about Jesus, but still not be a true Christian. I have to receive Jesus. So wouldn't you want to know then how to receive him? Wouldn't that be the most important question of all now? Yes, I want to be, not the group that ignores him, not the group that misses him, but I want to be in the group that receives him. So how do I, so how do, I do it? Do I, is there a religious exercise? Do I have to uh, eat something or perform a ritual? Is there, is there something? Do I have to get baptized? How do I receive him? Well, the Bible tells us very plainly in this verse, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that what? Believe. Believe on his name. The entire reason that Jesus came is so that you would believe, so that I would believe in him. That's why he came. You say, well, believe, believe is a word that kind of gets thrown around a lot this time of year, isn't it? Do you believe in Santa Claus? Or you watch the Hallmark movies. Just believe. You got to just believe, believe. So are we talking about some kind of, when we say believe, are we talking about some kind of just feel good? Well, you know, I'll just believe even though I don't know if it's true or not. Or, you know, I'll just hope it's true. I'll just hope it's so. No. When we talk believe, the word here is the word faith. It literally means to place your hope, your trust, your faith in Jesus alone. It's not Jesus plus my ideas. It's not Jesus plus my church and my own good works. You see, you receive him by believing, by simple faith that he is the son of God, that he lived a perfect life, 
that he died for our sins and that he rose from the dead to give us eternal life. The Bible says if you'll believe in that Jesus, not the Jesus you've, you've seen in a movie, not the Jesus you've, you've seen in a picture, but if you'll believe in the Jesus of the Bible, the true historical Jesus, the one who lived a perfect life, who died for our sins, who rose from the dead, if you'll put your faith in that Jesus, you'll, you've received him and you've become a child of God. You've become a part of his family. It's all about trusting, not earning. It's all about depending on him, not working for him. It's a gift. Tomorrow morning, and actually we'll start tonight with a couple, but tonight and tomorrow morning, I'll sit with my family and the children will open gifts. And many of you have heard this illustration time and time again, but just hear it once more. We'll open gifts. Now, could you imagine, could you imagine if I had my son Nehemiah and I gave him his first present? And he opened, don't you want to know what it is? You want to know what your first, well, we'll have to wait. I gave him his first present and he looked at that and he's excited and he said, well, dad, how much do I owe you? What do I owe you? I got five bucks. I've seen his wallet. He's got five bucks in there, but I don't know if that would be enough. I don't know if you're hoping I spent more than $5. But if he opened that present, looked at it, and said, what do I owe you? You see, that's the, unfortunately, that's the attitude that a lot of people have when it comes to Jesus. They say, okay, I can understand that he died. I can understand that he rose again, but I need to do something to prove that I'm worthy enough. The Bible says that we're all so sinful. Don't be offended by this. I'm in the group as well. The Bible says we are all so sinful that anything that we could possibly try to pay him back wouldn't amount to anything. Compared to what he, the life he gave on the cross, compared to the blood that he shed, what do my little good works look like to him? Not much. It's not, what do I owe you? But it's, God, I'll receive your gift. I'll receive your gift. Very simply, has there ever been a time in your life where you have received the gift of Christ? You say, well, I've, I mean, I've, I've, I don't know. You can be sure tonight, Christmas Eve 2021, you can make this tonight, this night, the night where you make sure that you have personally received Jesus as your Savior. All you need to do is put your faith in Him. You can verbalize it in a prayer. You can pray something like this, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe that you died and rose again for me. And from this moment on, I trust you alone as my Savior. You say, it's that simple? The Bible says anyone, anyone, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If there's any doubt in your mind, I want to invite you to receive Christ tonight. Would you bow your heads with me and close your eyes? We'll, we'll finish with this prayer. With all, all of our heads bowed and our eyes closed, are you certain? Are you certain that you've received Jesus? It's not are you good enough, not if you tried hard enough. Have you simply received his gift? If not, 
as I prayed before, why don't you pray that right now? If the prayer of your heart, there's no words that save you, but if the prayer of your heart, if you can say these words sincerely and you believe in your heart, the Bible says that you'll receive Christ. Would you pray this with me? Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe, Jesus, that you died for me. I believe that you rose again. And right now, by faith, I receive you as my Savior. Please save me. Jesus, I receive you. If you prayed that or tonight for the first time you made sure or you put your faith in Christ, I'd encourage you to let me know on your way out. I'd love to hear from you. Say, Ethan, tonight I trusted Jesus as my Savior. We'd help, love to help you grow in your faith and point you to good scripture that you can read to learn more about him. And if you're still unsure, say, on your way out, I'd love to, I'll be at the door. I'd love to answer any questions that you have. Give you a little book that you can read that explains the gospel of Jesus. Don't leave tonight without settling that, that you know for sure that you've received Jesus. Amen.